Good day. Today we're going to summarize the process of manifestation. <clears throat> and what you're going to learn or realize a little bit in this process is that most of what you've been learning and practicing and studying for the last 30 days has been actually the ability to cause things to be the way you want. So most people live their entire life in the bottom of the consciousness cone in a got to, should, need to or want to space where they are at the effect of the world. They get rejected, they feel rejected. They, someone doesn't like them, they feel disliked. They worry about what other people are going to think about them and so they live what's called unconsciously. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how they're, they're the people that buy cars. They're the people who consume electricity. They go to the beach. They go surfing. They own businesses. They work in um, the corporate uh, offices. They uh, live their entire lives um, exactly the same as everybody else. So we're not, in any sense of the word, saying an unconscious life is any better or worse than a conscious life. It's just the value of time and the value of the opportunity to experience more and more uh, great things in life leads us to say, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my energy. I don't want to waste this life chasing rainbows. I really do want to walk it and live it and love it and do it with as much consciousness as I can. I don't want to spend undue time in sorrow or suffering or sadness or illness. I really don't want to spend my time uh, uh, worrying about things I can't change. I don't want to spend my time lying about who I am or what I do. I don't want to spend my time worrying about what other people think. Because the truth is, it's just a big waste of time. And we're here for a fixed period of time. We don't know exactly how long that is. It's somewhere between 80 and maybe 105 or 6 years. Maybe by the time you get there, it'll be 110. But quality of life starts to diminish around 90, I would say, 80, 90. And for few people, they last longer and good luck to them. So we are here for a fixed period of time. During that period, we want to make a difference. We want to make a difference in our lives. We want to make a difference to our children. And we want to make a difference to others. And we can't bite off more than we can chew. Uh, we can't say, I want to make a global difference when we're still worrying about whether our child is going to breastfeed or not breastfeed or whether they're going to get through primary school. So there are, I think, phases of this development where we live consciously. Um, and, and the, the degree to what we want, that what we want will expand as time goes on. So we, I guess we shouldn't be forced, uh, forcing ourselves to think about anything outside the scope of our own influence. However, manifesting stuff within the scope of our own influence, which, was, which means not biting off more than you can chew, means that what you're trying to manifest, you, you can have control over what you're trying to manifest. If you say... I want my child to grow up happy, then you can assert some control over that. And, the, and in doing that, you will feel a sense of um, calm, stillness and calm. And that means you have to have a view bigger than the child. Um, you want to bring a child up healthy and well. You need to have a view bigger than the child. And this view 
is called the manifestation process. It's just how do I make a statement and not speak with a forked tongue? In other words, have my behavior completely misaligned with my words? Well, we've talked about this in the back on track process, the power hour, which basically has said, as long as we align all seven areas, aspects of human development, human growth on a daily basis, and don't slip up on any of them, we pretty much will turn up in the pocket of what we want to cause. And when we become cause rather than dealing with effect, life takes on a whole different viewpoint. And that means simply living in the top of the consciousness cone, not judging those below it, respecting their need, their appetite, their got-tos and their shoulds, respecting their need for those things, but not necessarily being a victim of them or subscribing to them. So if you were to sit down and say, I want to manifest something, there is a very clear and very uh, uncomplicated formula. It's called self-development. Uh, it's called self-awareness. It's called living consciously. And I'd like to take you through that right now and show you how really in the last 30 days you've been unknowingly manifesting the outcomes that you've been drawing on your vision sheet drawing on your thinking about as you sit in the garden going, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? If I couldn't fail, what would I do? What would I do? What would I do? So the formula is a summary of actions that help you translate your inspired love to's. I'd love to do this and I'd love to do that and I'd love to be, do and have these things into tangibles. So I guess the important thing here, and some of you I have, suggested that you don't have to know your purpose. But all you do need to do to know for now, in the 30 days, in the short time you've had with me, is to understand your highest value. And your highest value approximates for the time being to a purpose greater than you. Because this highest value means if you don't intrinsically or extrinsically work, uh, focus your priorities on that highest value, you're going to be working really hard at something lower and sabotage it. So know your highest value. You will also know that the light that comes from the universe will guide you in life. That going out on a gratitude walk or sitting out in the garden at night and looking up at the stars, you know that there, is a, 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 there are greater forces at play in the world than just you. And these greater forces want you to succeed. They want you to create and manifest. And the things that are going on inside your head, you know, what people said, is there divine will or human will? And the answer to the question is, when you know the answer to that question, is there divine will or human will, you'll say, there is neither. The divine will and human will are one thing. So when you say, I want, I want, I want, is it you speaking? or divine will speaking through you. And when you get confused about the question, you're in a great space. <laughs> it's one of those things where confusion is really healthy. You also have got to know the difference between the light of your soul or universal energy or whatever we want to call it in your world, God or universe or saints or blessings or grace or inspiration. And you know the difference between that and your bi-hemispherical brain. And that means the body-mind. Your mind 
this tick-tocky thing in the top of your shoulders works in duality. And your body works in pleasure and pain. So differentiating between what is a pleasure and pain and where am I being distracted, what is right and wrong, and where am I again being distracted, and the light of your soul. That's a really important thing. So when you receive an inspiring aura, an illuminating idea from your soul that comes in the shower or you sit out in the garden or you go for a walk and do your morning walk, they come in pictures. And they come in some small words in your, in your dualistic brain and your feelings of love in your heart. If you write these visions and callings and feelings down on a piece of paper in detail and put time frames on their accomplishment and spend time thinking about them and visualizing and inferring them, you will feel called into action with an inspiring and vital energy to do it. And this is called the manifestation process. Let's just go through it. A purpose greater than you, which is your highest value. You start thinking about it, which is when I ask you the question, if you couldn't fail, what would you love to do? That's the thought. Division is when it starts to come down into pictures on a dream board. Affirmation comes next. And what is that? Yes. Self-talk. You start to affirm you can do it. You can do this. You can do this. And well done for doing it. And these are the steps. The next thing it'll come to is a feeling. So when I ask you to describe how would it feel to be there, what we're doing is expanding the present. So you'll feel right now what it would feel like to be where you want to be. So the now, where you are right now, and what you want to create become one in time and space. Then I asked you to write these things down on a notepad. So writing things in space and time is really important. That's called goal setting. Now, when people come to a meeting, I always suggest that they come with no pen and paper, that the meeting um, organizer provide pen and paper for people or pads. And the reason for that is whatever notes people bring, they're very attached to them. Now, that just demonstrates one of the things we're talking about here. When you write something on a, on a notepad and say, I'd love to have a Lamborghini or I'd love to have another 25 children or I'd love to build an orphanage. When you write it down, you start to attach yourself to what you've written. And it's a very important tactile sense in, rather than typing things to actually have a note, uh, an iPad or something with a pen or a piece of paper and write things down. It's the tactile nature of it. But we write it down, we also put space and time, when and where. Then we have to add one important ingredient, and that is persistent action and energy directed at it. So it's all very well for uh, the secret and uh, manifestation and the art of attraction, the power of attraction, to write these books about drawing things to us, drawing things, attracting things. But what they fail to acknowledge is that the energy you put into doing something to work and the investment and it's where work turns into joy is where the effort and energy you put into something is directed towards purpose it starts to change the shape of things so persistent action and energy on to create something that has a material uh, measurable format 
in other words, bricks and mortar, dollars and cents, is called the creation formula. When you perceive yourself fulfilling your purpose, you build yourself up and you grow in self-worth, your purpose being your highest value. When you perceive yourself not fulfilling your purpose, you decay in self-worth, you self-destruct and you start to get sick. So quite often, it's a big argument about this highest value thing because we go, oh, I love my wife and kids or I love my husband and kids or I love all this. But actually what you're doing is what you should do rather than, uh, and then you start getting not well and there's something going on that you can't quite put your finger on, but you're not doing what you love. Sometimes we go to work and we work our ass off at work, but really we'd rather be at home with the kids. And so our highest value, if we work on something that's not our highest value, we will sabotage the something, including our body, to get us back on track. Remember, a person who works on low priorities attracts calamities, disasters and humbling circumstances. We express our purpose in a more literal sense in three different ways. Be, do, have. What will you, what will you, what will be your state of being? What will you be doing? And what will you be having? And these are called goals. So we write a purpose statement. Then we write this purpose statement down in a be, do, have sequence. So like the whole, which is greater than some of the parts, your statement of purpose represents the whole or, or the fundamental priority in your life. Now, once this purpose is acknowledged or this highest value is set, all further choices you make need to line up with that because they become more powerful. There's a centralizing force, and we've talked about this in the 30 days already. Without a clear fundamental choice, all other derivative choices become elusive and difficult. And thousands of questions arise. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Where should I go? How much should I save? What should I do? Because there's no fundamental core. And quite often we make family this fundamental core. But family is not a purpose. Family is just another thing. And then we start saying, oh, my primary purpose is my family. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? It's not true because the kids are going to grow up and say, piss off. That can't be your purpose. And then uncertainty results, and uncertainty leads people to hospital. So no matter what life choices you make, each choice is a balance of pros and cons. So why not base your choices on your loves, <laughs> which will bring about the most fulfillment in your life? Fulfillment involves the evolution, including both um, your goods and bads and your pleasures and pains, Fulfillment requires the continual reinvention or the continual fulfillment of uh, pros and cons, goods and bads, so that you can just give birth to more. Dedicate and commit or will your life into purpose with your mission and your vision statement and a chief aim and a master plan, the goals. Where am I going to be five years from now? Where am I going to be 20 years from now? Where am I going to be after I die? Once you commit to your purpose, the universe begins its immediate supports and challenges for all your missions. Your purpose without a commitment will be but just a flash in a pan. It'll be imaginary, a fantasy, and it'll be void of clarity. And you can tell whether you're on purpose or not as to whether other people are trying to influence you to go their way. So respect in a relationship sometimes means 
encouraging your partner not to be with you. Sometimes it means encouraging your partner to work harder or whatever their purpose is, encouraging that. And the same goes for you. So have commitment to and consistency in your purpose. Be unwavering. Stay on purpose. Perceptions, and it's really important to hear the word, perceptions of being on purpose lead to actions and actions lead to rewards. Purpose leads to procedures, leads to results. Grab hold and stay with your life's big picture, your highest value, your purpose. Discipline yourself. The pain of regret outweighs the pain of discipline. The secret of fulfillment and success is constancy of purpose. The next level was goal setting. And we asked you, link it or sink it. And so what we say is link all seven areas of your life to your purpose. It means bring the energy of all the diverse things that go on in your life, your relationship, your family life, your friendships, your sport. Bring it all back to the center so it doesn't fragment and lead you off in all convoluted and different directions. How do each of the seven areas of life help you fulfill your life's purpose? Next to each area... Tell how the time spent in each area of life will help you fulfill your purpose and allow you to experience more of life's balance. The next part of this was to think about it. If you wish to succeed in any undertaking whatsoever, it's vital that you concentrate on that which you intend to do. You will move in the direction of your dominant thought. Since thought is always emphasizing something, it's wise to concentrate on your self-talk, your flowers, your vision board, your dream board, and not the weeds, which is what everybody else thinks and your emotions bring up. Your flowers are those inspiring ideas and thoughts you inject, you deliberately repeat to yourself, and you would love to bring those things into reality. Your weeds are the tangential thoughts of lower, the lower four levels of the consciousness cone, the got-tos, the shoulds, the need to's and the want to's. Those are called tangential thoughts. And as much as they may take you to a place of pleasure, or as much as they will balance that with a level of pain, as much as they will take you to righteousness, as much as they will take you to be wrong, that do not lead you in the direction of your purpose. When you are grateful and your mind is tuned to your soul, to your purpose, the only ideas that flash into your mind are those of flowers. Now, gratitude isn't an end to itself, but it sharpens your concentration. When you are present and your mind becomes clear and focused on what you love, that's gratitude. What you think and think about, you bring about. Think and think about what you would love to bring about daily. Now, the next one, visualize what you love. Now, visualizing your purpose and list of loves as often as possible, three times a day maybe, See in your mind's eye their fulfillment. Now, this is why we use a dream board, because it's a, it's a great way to externally picture it. But what it, the dream board does, it projects the feeling of achievement back into you and motivates and inspires you. What you see is what you get. Stretch your vision. Your vision is the spark which your actions fire out of, and your vision is the inferno, the inferno from which your actions come. Strong vision, strong actions. Visualize and focus on what you love. 
not on what you don't love. Your purpose is not your elusive problem solving. Exclude all other interests from your head. Whatever you consistently see germinates, grows and manifests into reality. Add clarity by clearly focusing your mind's picture. Use the dream board. Vividness brings vitality. Do an experiment. Sit down and see how long you can maintain an inspiring sample picture in your, uh, or idea in your mind. If you can hold one picture or idea in your mind for more than seven seconds, you are doing really, really well. But until you can hold on to your picture or your idea long enough for it to begin manifesting, your many other scattered thoughts start racing around in your head and you start multitasking. And when other pictures or idea enters your mind, you've got to pluck it out and return to your single focus point. This is why we have the advanced training program in Inner Wealth. And that goes for three years, learning to hold thoughts and become a manifest. By focusing on ever finer detail of a desired picture, you minimize other scattered pictures. Once you plant your flowers, don't let the weeds grow black. Pluck out those weeds, do a discard form. Every time a weed is pulled, stick a flower back in where it came from. Your eyes are the radio dials that allow you to tune into your mind's many stations. Each eye position tunes to a different station. Memory and imagination are simply lopsided past and future eye settings. So when you start to look to the look to the right, you're looking into the future. When, you, when your eyes look to the left, you're looking into the past. If you ask a person a question and they've got to draw the answer from the future or the past, their eyeballs move in those places. So what we were teaching you during the 30-day challenge is peripheral vision, which means looking straight ahead and being aware of the past and the future in the, in the range of your eye movement, but not moving your eyes around. And this is engaging what's called, in the spiritual world, what's called the third eye. And the third eye transcends boundaries of space and time. The third eye can see what the eyeballs count. The way you get to it is, yes, peripheral vision exercise. Affirm what you love. This is all about self-talk. So you have to say to yourself over and over again the word you. So when you talk to yourself, you don't have to believe yourself at first in order to, for, for it to start making a benefit. But once the reactions start happening, they may lead you to places where your mind will find itself believing in yourself much more. You probably have to lie. You probably have a lie that you told yourself sometime in your life, you're not good enough or you didn't do this right or you didn't do that right. And that became true. So you can use it in the opposite. So for a new and inspiring conviction to arise, you just every day say the same inspiring words. Get words, put them up on a wall, Repeat them to yourself before you go to sleep at night in the morning. They help put you in tune with what you are going to do. When you say these words and inspiring words to yourself, keep the following guidelines in mind. Remember these things. Use words in the present, not future or past. Not you will, you were, you are. Use words to describe the realities that are possible. Don't say things that are ridiculous like you will fly or you are flying don't use absolute state statements such as always and never. Those words are just got-tos. Use words that imply a balance of polarities. Avoid saying something you will always be happy. That's, a, that's an imbalanced proposition. Happy and sad? Yes. Inspired? Yes. 
Do words that give you feelings of love and inspiration. Use words that are, that are willing to say to yourself for a lifetime. Use words that you can link to your favourite senses, sight, your favourite picture, sound, your favourite music, place, your favourite scene, smell, your favourite fragrance, and, and food, your favourite food. And, and of course, feel. So I have, um, hello darkness, my old friend, I've come to talk with you again. And I pick that music with a great performer and I play that over and over. It's even on my answering machine. It's, a, it's my wake-up call every morning. It totally connects me with the grassroots of life and the earth. So write those powerful statements and we use one over and over again. I'm a genius and I apply my wisdom. My recommendation is you say to yourself every day, you are a genius and you apply your wisdom. You are a master of persistence. You do what you love and you love what you do. So we're working through the manifestation process. We're using the, the, the idea of writing goals. We're using waking up and act action. We're using prioritization. We're using all the things that you have learnt in the 30-day challenge to bring you into a place of being at the cause of life rather than at the effect of it. If you need more information on this, bring it to your next coaching session and we'll have a great chat about it. This is Chris. Bye for now.